You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Area 52 podcast. We're back. Hi. And in full force. That's Hi. right. Hey. Melissa's back. I'm Hi. back. Hi, I'm so Melissa. Glad to be back. We it's are so happy to, to have you, you. We missed you. You've been, uh, you've been. I missed you guys. Probably the busiest person ever. Oh, God. I just work so much. We, ridiculous. I, I'll text ridiculous. Melissa. I'll be like, hey, uh, we, we're looking to record an episode. And she's like, here's the two days off I have in the next eight weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, what it's uh, like. It's like I have one Wednesday and one Thursday off next That month. makes me sad. There we go. So, oh, it's we need to get you some more days off, girl. Oh, I can't handle day job, like, morning hours. So I work at night. So that's why. Kind of more of a conflict. Yeah. I don't blame you though. Mm-mm. I like your setup. Me neither. I I hate mornings. Yeah. I I <laughs> don't I don't mind mornings. I just don't want to get up and go somewhere and and then and be do like something. and now this That's is my also day. Very true. That's me too. This is my day now. But yeah, um, welcome back. Um, we a lot has kind of gone on in the news recently. Last week. Um, or last episode, I guess, we talked a little bit about uh, Golden State. We talked about a few things, but um, there has been, since we talked last time, there's been a couple updates. Uh, the Golden State Killer had an interesting update. There was an article that was released by the New York Post today, and it said, and I quote, I'm going to read from this article here, the Golden State Killer lost his mind and morals after witnessing his sister being raped at a young age, which spurred his decade-long bloody rampage, relatives suggested in a new report. After evading authorities for nearly 40 years, retired cop James D'Angelo was identified last month as the rapist and serial killer. Said decades earlier, when he was about 9 or 10, he watched as two airmen raped his 7-year-old sister, Constance, in an Air Force base uh, warehouse in Germany. Um... What? Yeah, it's it said, horrifying. I'm that, sorry. We are. Where are these two men? It said. Well, they would be. They dead, would be dead probably. by this point. Bastards. And it said that quote. That's pretty crazy for a kid to see his sister violated. Said Jesse Ryland, 35, who learned of the incident from his mother just before she died of cancer last year. Jesus. Maybe that was the start of Joe going wacko. Um, it said that it's possible that D'Angelo became obsessed with rape after his sister's sexual assault. Um, but, of course, quote, she says, of course, that would be significant and could have set the nucleus of the fantasy. What probably happened was that it was something that he kept on his mind. Um, but Paul Holes, if you remember him from the multiple Golden State documentaries, he studied him. He said he's a retired investigator who came up with the DNA family tracing technique that helped Nab D'Angelo, believes the suspected killer was driven by the breakup of his engagement to a woman in 1960. Hmm. So, Good Lord. Um, so, I mean, but either way, is there, is there any chance here that this is insinuating that the family had prior knowledge to him being the Golden State Killer or at least having a problem that he needed to deal with? I mean, because it kind of seems like if the family was aware that he was broken or had witnessed this, you know, horrific act, how, how are, I mean, is there, is there... Are they alluding to the fact that they knew? What I don't know. It's kind of weird that the what's family going would on just here? keep that kind of secret. That's what I mean. That makes like, me think other things might have been happening. Mm-hmm. It, it says they here. must have known that. Like he yeah, must have done other things like, even within he the family. Had a really bad like past. Well, it does. <laughs> it's interesting. You guys, 
You guys are profiling the rest of this article. Uh, women's intuition, <laughs> It right? says D'Angelo's dad, a U.S. airman who was okay, stationed in Germany, repeatedly beat his wife, Kathleen, who herself abused at least one of the three children. Oh According God. to Ryland, his mother and uncle were instructed by their parents never to mention what happened in the airbase warehouse in Germany. So the parents were aware of the attack and told never what? to mention it. Constance's husband, <sighs> Kenneth Ryland, said his wife never told him she was raped as a child in their 26 years of marriage, and they only heard about the incident recently from their son and one of their daughters. Uh, growing up, Jesse Ryland never suspected his uncle was violent or could be responsible for the murders uh, that he was accused of committing, but when he heard his uncle had been identified as the Golden State Killer, quote, everything made sense, he said. Oh, man. Oh, j- Okay, I want some, some elaboration on that. There's some questions already mm-hmm. if you hear that and you're like, okay, well, that explains a lot. See, you know, that's, like, and we kind of talked about that, Melissa. We were wow. kind of, we kind of, uh, ta- I just hit the spring on my microphone. Sorry. That's a fun noise. But on the last podcast where we dearly missed you, we no. had kind of discussed some of those areas of the story where we were kind of hoping that maybe after this, some things would come to light, like, you know, did he did he watch the documentaries on the Golden State Killer? Did he read the books? Did oh, he? I bet he did. Because he knows that it's himself. It scares me so much that it's cop too. Mm-hmm. Like the perfect yeah. cover. We talk. I mean, because like we said, he could be sitting somewhere uh, and really be scouting the area, and people uh-huh. might be think he's just protecting the area. Yeah, he's oh, just he's watching just an out. Yeah, exactly. That's who people trust. I mean, he could even walk up to people's doors, and it would be a reason to let them into your home or to wow. not be afraid. But I mean. There's got to be something. There's got to be some stories that come out that kind of, you know, family stories where they say, you know, this one well, it time. Like there are. I yeah. Mean, clearly, they had a very abusive. So like, did somebody know? Did the, the family kid? somehow know I, that I he was the Golden know. State they, Killer? They said that as more about his childhood and his life and all of that comes out. And I mean, there's, there's still they're, they're going to, you know, talk to this guy for a while. Right. I mean, he could be like, oh, I don't remember. I mean, his yeah. to his age, he could be I like, hope oh, he kinda. freaking talks. He better. Wow. Well, I I think that <sighs> I think that they're gonna. I mean, they're 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 definitely recording all of this. I mean, well, at some point, this will all be public. A Netflix documentary. But right now, it's part of an ongoing investigation. <laughs> but yes, it, it will. will be. It will be a Netflix uh, mm-hmm. documentary. Hopefully, with an interview from him. Quickly, come on, Netflix. Get it's got to be. He's old. They can't fuck around. This yeah, isn't something where you got to put this time. off. Yeah. Melissa, did you hear what he said when the police? Showed up to his house no, and, and uh, kind of told him that he was him. wanted for murder and and for all this stuff. No, he said uh, he just said I have a roast in the oven. Wow, that was his response. Wow, isn't that crazy? Uh, it seems to me like he got away with it for so long. Mm-hmm. It seems like if you get away with something like that for so long and you get caught, it's just kind of like meh. Yeah. Up, you know, oh, like, that thing. It's kind of out of your system to try mm-hmm. and lie or pretend to be innocent. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, okay, you got me. Yeah. Well, and after Let me so finish long, my rose. After so long, <laughs> exactly. you're probably also going like, you know, well, I mean, are they ever going to, are, aren't they going to catch me? They should be here. To, they yeah. should be here. They, I think uh, that might have been almost some disappointment on his end. Oh, I'm to, sure. I, I think, I mean, if unless your motives are not at all attention seeking, but I kind of think that there's always an air to that with these strange things especially and, a high profile one mm-hmm. like that so i think there would have been some disappointment on his end if he had not been found out before he died he probably would have been like damn it <laughs> they didn't get me yeah you know yeah wow. like he does really it would, it, to... well, and it'll be interesting to see how this investigation plays out because i mean it, you know this this is this is what's so fascinating again like we talked about last week there's this is the first time 
when I mean, imagine being able to like like years and years and years after the Jack the Ripper murders, they caught Jack, and and they were like, well, okay, but how did you do that? Oh, very easily. Here's how I did that, and they'd go, oh. Oh, so it was just that. I know. Yeah, you know. You spend so what about the two? What about the two out. murders in the same night? Oh, I just, I, you know, I happened I to the, Yeah, I ran, and mm-hmm. and so this is going to be like one of those jog. things where they're like, how did you get? How how did this work? Well, you know, why the why the plates and the cups on the on the people, and he'll be able to say these well, things. And and we kind of also discussed this that he had actually had a degree in criminology. Yeah, that's and true, a background yeah. in criminal justice and things. So I had kind of how? wondered if. There was any way that maybe he almost, you know, we kind of said he almost studied to become oh, the sure perfect criminal. I'm sure he did. And and so I wonder if he kind of ever picked up like those little tips from different cases he might have even heard of while he was learning about it, you know, about like the dishes or mm-hmm. maybe he just kind of compiled all these like tips, uh, you know, he took notes and he's like, perfect, I'll use that. Creep. Creep. Yeah. Scary. Also tragic. I mean, I kind of, I'm really feeling for Constance here. Oh, yeah. The fact that that happened to her and she was under Had the age live of 10 it. and her parents didn't back her public. up in any way. Like, oh. Yeah, the parents are just like, just keep it quiet. It's horrible. It happens a lot. Really frustrating. And then you have serial killers that emerge from stuff like that. Yep. Because yeah, yeah hide Guys, that. Just talk out your shit, all right? Yeah, seriously. It destroys <laughs> people. It. But yeah, it'll. It, it's definitely going to be fascinating to watch this unfold because there's never been anything like this before where they've caught somebody who was a legendary that's why they're legendary like they either catch them and they're legendary in their like you know either Bundy or their Manson or whatever or they're legendary because they're the Zodiac or they're Jack the Ripper or or, you know yeah they either yeah they're legendary because they get away with it or they're legendary because they get away with it for a little bit longer. Yeah, but there's never been a, yeah, know. and there's never been anybody who was like, "Oh, this will never be solved." What? We fucking solved yeah. it 30 years oh, later. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy to me. And so I I don't know. I I'm I'm with you. I want this to be out, but mm-hmm. I, they're not. It's it's going to be it's going <sighs> to be for My impatience is killing me <laughs> for answers on this case. Yeah. I told Mark and when we discussed this Melissa, it's crazy. And and like I said, I'm not in any way saying that this has to do with why it happened. But, you know, I just told him, I'm like, let's put it out there that, you know, in our lifetime, we want the Golden State Killer to be Caught. figured out. And it was like three weeks in this, 10 days maybe. Well, I think this. they opened a whole new window with the whole DNA. Thing. Oh, yes. Because, like, now they can track your relatives yep. and hunt you down that way. Yep. They, they submitted DNA uh, testing from the Zodiac yeah, case. Yeah, I read about yeah, that. You, yeah, I think that was you that sent me that, mm-hmm, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah. I was all like, oh, this is great. And I know so many people who are just like sending their DNA all over the place because yeah. like Ancestry.com, yep. you know, so it's like yep. widely Crazy. available. I know. I mean, how do you feel about that, though? I would, I would if, if my lineage led to... A, a mystery being solved and be like right on. I mean, I didn't oh, yeah, commit those no, murders, 100%, you know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's <laughs> solve this. It's not a great lineage to have, but I mean, it you can. It's how you can help, yeah. you know. So I, I think yeah, there's a lot of people not? who are up in arms about it, and they don't want to feel like they're. I think the word was snitching, essentially, yeah. you know, yeah, on on really people. Snitching. I mean, that's how I feel no. too. But look, if you're if you're if your fucking uncle. Is goddamn the Golden State Killer? Yeah, snitch, snitch bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking right. snitch. Yeah, this isn't you know. You're helping the world. I think my. I think you know. Yeah. Fucking snitch. That's how I feel. All right. Um. One of the other things, and this is just kind of a. Of, I don't know. 
it it doesn't necessarily solve a case, but it's what the investigators are saying that that they there was an article today saying that investigators have now, after all of their exhaustive research, ruled that flight MH370, the missing Malaysian flight that has never been found and disappeared uh, years ago at this point, um, was, in their opinion, pilot planned suicide. That the no. pi- that the pilot, no. the way he flew, that oh, he no. was evading radar, he was evading because he wanted to go somewhere where he could crash this plane, and uh, and I I I don't know. Uh, that's I, no. what they're saying. So I mean, and why are we calling? Why are we? Why are we closing this case? Well, I'm and, with you. and what do we know about the pilot? And, you know, uh, like I want a profile of why he would do that. Other like, than like the flight simulations that he had, kind of at his home and things like that, which I think can be a complete setup, <laughs> even remotely. You don't even have to enter his home to put yeah. software on his computer. I mean, I, I really just think, and again, I, it's same situation. I believe that there is an air of attention seeking to suicide, even in the smallest oh, amount. Totally, there is. You know, totally even a cry for help yeah. that they, they don't understand is permanent. Cry for help, or I'll show you exactly some reason and behind it. Why, if you're going to commit why suicide, take a whole plane full of people exactly in this grandiose manner where you're going to take and a plane, going to know you commit suicide, and people with you, and and exactly, and do it in a place where no one will find you. Hi. That's not how people commit suicide. I'm sorry, it's uh, just that sounds like a, I, I they're maybe reaching. It sounds like they're reaching. Exactly. Why are they so quick to slap a slap a verdict on this case? I mean, why do they have to close it? right now well it's not it's not being closed it's saying that they're they're coming towards this 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 is the so basically what it says their verdict i guess you could say yes. but you, you know what i mean they're they're kind of still giving a ruling on what their their um opinion of the situation is and so they're saying that what what the, the captain did was he deliberately evaded radar during the final final moments of the flight it said that he managed to invade detection by military radar by uh that was belonging to either thai or malaysian forces um, as the aircraft went across Thailand and Malaysia, it ran down the border, which was wiggling underneath it, meaning it's going in and out of those two countries, which is where their jurisdictions are. It said he added that if he were hired to make a Boeing 777 disappear, he would probably also do the exact same thing. Um, it says, as far as I'm concerned, it's very accurate flying because I think it did the job, as we know, as the fact that the military did not come and intercept the aircraft. So he knew to go down a border where he wasn't going to show up on anybody's radar. Right. Um, and like you just said, I that can speak for suicide, but it also could speak for undetection. Right. It also said that there's the, uh, some unbe- um, overwhelming evidence towards the fact that one of the air crew was uh, responsible by saying things like the aircraft uh, was most likely depressurized before he crashed the plane, meaning everybody just died of asphyxiation. So that they weren't aware that the plane was crashing, and then the plane just went kind of dead. Like, God, so awful. why do that? I don't understand. It's horrible. I don't because that is like literally the most difficult the way to kill leave, yourself. He doesn't, right? He doesn't leave a note. He doesn't leave a thing. Yeah, there's no there's statement. There's. About it. I mean, if you have to practice and train for your suicide, <laughs> that is that to me is going out of your way. I, agree. I mean, honestly, I agree with you. Have you have to flight simulate your suicide. Don't get strangers involved. He would just stay at home and and I don't know. I think that he really took the hard way out then. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is <laughs> like the most. Difficult he, I mean, honestly, he's like, ever. well, I know I'm going to commit suicide, but I'll be kind and I'll depressurize the cabin, and everybody can just die that way. And but I'm still murdering them all. It's it's, <laughs> it's awful. Again, there's that's a whole lot of like no glory to the story right there. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I want more evidence. Also, I mean, wasn't there the really whole thing know he about was suicidal? <laughs> How can anybody know? 
right? I mean, and there's the whole thing about the uh, the plane, the other, the uh, twin plane. I guess all planes, and I maybe Eric, if he was here, he would tell us this or tell me I was wrong. I'm not sure. But that most planes have a replica of themselves or there's two models of the same plane. And it has a lot to do with the, the other MH370 plane the one that was shot down over over Russia. Exactly. Oh and then God. them saying that all the bodies that they had found in this were dead long ago, that they were like old dead bodies. Yeah. And that there is that there was that because when the when the plane that was shot down, yeah, the the other missing Malaysian plane that was shot down over the Ukraine. They did. There were people who had reportedly mm-hmm. gotten to the um, plane crash before authorities, people who lived there, villagers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they said that the bodies they saw there in their opinion and I mean, I, I guess you, you wouldn't know unless you were an eyewitness. They also had just gone through a, pr- a plane crash, so right. they don't look so, pristine. But, but they did say that they didn't appear to be freshly dead bodies. But they, they were like decaying. Be... Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the whole scene was sealed off, and then, you know, Russia, wow. Syria, America. And then you really didn't hear much more about that story, did you? No. no. It kind of got buried. And that's what I'm saying. I really think that was a way for them to clear the two planes. I don't know where the other one went. I don't know where the people mm. went. I, I, again, this is opinion, but I don't believe it was pilot suicide. I think something clearly went on with this. I think there was a switch between the two, and they they either had those bodies that were on the plane on MH370, and they figured, well, what are we going to do with the people? Um, and maybe those were the bodies. But there's no way if those people were tested to see if they were the passengers, wow. and they would never give us that information anyways. Right. So It's weird. That's way weird. Mm-hmm. So there's more to that story. Look, if you guys don't know more about the conspiracies around MH370, other than just the strangeness of it, you know, the overall weirdness, look into that and, I mean, kind of decide for yourselves what you think about that. Yeah. it's There's there's some definite strangeness in there. Um, I'm with you. I don't, I don't understand the mentality, especially, like, of, of, the, of the mystery element. Like, there's no note... There's no, I'm going to do this, and you'll yeah, find this after the fact. There's no like video. And and why go to the middle of nowhere? What? Why are you leaving behind a mystery, right? I'm with What's you. The there's point? A, there's a, there, right. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that's very, it's very strange. Um, speaking of something else that was strange that was recently, um, we watched a video. As, as you guys know, and we've mentioned him before, um, the, the guy named Tyler who runs a... Uh, uh, YouTube page called Secure Team. Unless I know you subscribe to Secure Your Team, everybody yeah, should. Yeah, it's, it's some, wonderful. Is he does some really cool videos, um, and this is one of his videos. Um, it, it's it's in regards to uh, this new technology um, from Google. God, is it the Google Assistant? It is. Yes. <laughs> this is terrifying. Now I can I can be. He, he does about a little minute. Um, explanation of what this is i'll just let tyler explain this this is his video um so su- subscribe to secure team and uh this is a video from him listen to this and then he's going to play this demonstration it's just prepare to be freaked out all it's right fucking just terrifying. Be, be terrified yes hey what's up guys tyler here with secure team and it would seem that the artificial intelligence technology is getting creepier and creepier by the day. Now, if you haven't seen this yet, Ugh. and I don't know how you would, I mean, it's it's been all over the place, all over the web. While Google just came out and revealed a demo of what their artificial intelligence tech can now do. And so Google has something called Google Assistant, which many of you know about, but it has now been revealed that it has some new 
artificial intelligence capabilities that are really beginning to be terrifying for a lot of people. And so they revealed in this new demo in front of a crowd of people what Google Assistant can do. The main thing young kids who don't understand what they're giving up already. They will be able to make human-sounding phone calls on your behalf to restaurants, hair salons, and virtually anywhere where you would call and make an appointment for something. But it won't be you. It'll be this human-sounding voice, almost indecipherable, from your own making these phone calls and talking with these people. And so here's a clip from that demo here, one where they're making a phone call to a hairstylist to make an appointment and another to a restaurant. So happening out here. Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. That's a real person. The person who just said, mm-hmm, sure, is not. what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? You can tell there. Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? It's a nasally robot. Just a woman's haircut for now? Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. Huh. See how may I hear you? Hi. Um, I'd like to reserve a table for Wednesday the 7th. For seven people? Um, it's for four people. Four people? When? Um, Today, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Oh, actually, we leave here for like upper like five people. For few, four people, you can come. How long is the wait usually to uh, be seated? For when tomorrow or weekday or? For next Wednesday, uh, the seventh. Oh no, it's not too busy. You just you can come for four people, okay? Oh, I got gotcha. you. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. That reservations lady was terrible at listening, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, Guys. But they sounded so real. The only thing you could kind of tell with the hair appointment robot is they would say the numbers the same. Like May 3rd? Like she yeah. said it the same every single yes. time. And so you could tell by the repeated like pronunciation. Right, there'd be those little breaks where, oh, But the second guy, yeah, yeah, like the second guy when he's like, oh, I gotcha. Like that sounds like something a human would say. I couldn't imagine a computer interpreting that. I just think it's it's so freaky. I think it's, first off, guys, I think this is bad. Well, yeah, you can't tell it's not a robot. I mean, there's no way to tell it's a robot. And I think um, the other part of it that just freaks me out is that, you know, they're giving these robots the little human quirks like the uhs and the yeah, ums like and the, the oh, I got oh hold on, let me mm-hmm. check. Oh, uh, okay. You know, I just, that's freaking me out. And and the fact that, like, Tyler was also, I think, goes on in the video. I don't know if you're going to, are you going to play that? Anyways, he kind of goes on to say that there's also a technology that can, I think within 60 seconds, it can take, make your voice. take your whole yeah. vocal vocabulary and, and can be you essentially undetectable and to think that like now 
you know, people can have like, well, I've got you on a recording saying this, or I've got you, mm-hmm. say, you know, or mm-hmm. we made this phone call. And it's like to, to think that voices and, and things and conversations and situations can, can be, mimicked, be mimicked. I'm horrified. Well, there was that video going around um, about, gosh, when was it? It was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I saw it on Facebook where it was the video of Obama and he was talking <laughs> and then it goes to split screen and it's Jordan Peele doing Obama's voice, but oh he's God. talking about how... There's technology now where, you know, there's yeah. things that can map the face and make these videos and somebody can put up a video and it's about understanding what's real and what's real, paying attention to real news and paying attention oh, to no. real videos. Uh, and, guys, uh, I don't want it. On the, on the positive it. side, though, I do have to throw this out there because I have to use it at work. We get people in the restaurant who don't speak English and we use a lot of translator apps. Where sure. they talk into the app and then it comes out as English. Mm. And so there can be a positive side to yes. some of this. But you're also looking at that person. Yeah, you're like, I see that you're right a real there dude. Yeah. And there's a translation. You're not, going you're not on. being me on a video saying that, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's saying not something horrible malicious. that I'm like, right. no, that's not I'm just me. Right. There's a, there's right. a positive way no. they can use this. I mean, too. that's the thing is that in, in you, you know, in a couple years, you just be like, uh, Oh, this person's an. Uh, we get. We'll go after him or whatever. I don't know. And then they go. Oh, we have a video of him saying this at a. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, political lives. or or I mean, or does it now void the uh, validity of things that happen in court where they can say we have a voice recording of you well, doing this? Are we going to have to suddenly go? Well, well now, hold video. on. Right. We know that there's technology now that can. Mm-hmm. A good lawyer will. Yeah. It's, cr- it's well, and they have the live crazy. videos too that block out different. Objects oh, the live editing block out, block out live, people. Yes. Well, live, live, Photoshop, like a live photoshopping. Yeah, there's That's a there's a. So basically, there's a technology for those of you, and it's also in the same video. I'll post this video from Secure Team. Go and subscribe to them on YouTube. They're awesome. Um, but he shows how like there's this video, and the guy's filming with his iPad, and there's a phone on the desk, and you can touch an object. And it will edit the object out of the video in real time. So as you're shooting, you can remove a tree or a, a fire hydrant or a person or whatever. I mean, hey, honey, no, my girlfriend's not here. Look, yeah, totally. I'm alone. I'm, I'm talking to myself. no one. There's nine strippers on the couch. It's just a hand <laughs> swinging in the air. I'm not holding any. Doing this in the air. It's oh, for Pete's sake. I mean, it's, I mean you're going to get to a point where this stuff is it's is, dangerous. Is dangerous. And because again, to, this is what we can have, you guys. To be a hundred percent fair. A lot of the weird phone calls that we talked about on 9-11 or these other incidents and things like that. Oh, yeah. You know, look, now, if, this is exi- if this exists, it's existed for 15 years with the military. Oh, yeah. Again, so because we're just behind. Just because Google fucking has it doesn't mean that, like, the military is going, oh, you, oh, you guys caught up with the uh, fake voice robot? Uh, we've isn't had those it, since 1980. Isn't it in the Secure Team video where they reference Tango and Cash? It's like an 80s movie that uses this. Because Sylvester Stallone's character, I don't know which one it is because I haven't seen it, but he gets framed and it's because they masked his voice oh. saying something. And they that's from the 80s. have shitty impression. Because it's not hard to do sly. No. Yeah, like, like, did they just pick up a guy off the street? <laughs> the hey, do Rocky and tell him he murdered somebody. <laughs> Back in the 80s, they were talking about that. So. Yeah. And that's the I, thing is that this technology, if it around. existed, it's been around. So, And, and like, like I always, I, you know, I beat this horse. It's dead, guys. But, I mean, honestly, this is a technology that we're allowed to have. Oh, yeah. That anyone's allowed it. to have. There, it's called fake app. You can so, do the fake app. You can make fake faces. Yeah. Like. So if this is what they are comfortable with the general public, 
and idiots, you know, essentially yeah, having being available. then think of what the military has. Mm-hmm. Think of what the what is really out there. What's really out there would probably just blow your fucking mind. If mm-hmm. if this scares me, I'd I'd probably just they probably Drop have, dead where I was standing if I really knew what was out there. They could probably think hologram people where they just are walking through regular people. Well, and yeah, just, who I was knows? thinking about that too because like a lot of videos, like movies you watch online now that do the panorama, like they mm-hmm. film in the panorama so you can like look behind like yeah. while you're looking at it and yeah. you can see what's behind you. Like, yes. That to me is amazing technology, but just think about That's like creating the a whole reality. The 360 cameras, huh? Yeah, like, yes. And then that crazy. plays into our uh, simulation theory yeah. with how, how, I mean, it's all fucking the same it's all the same it's thing it's all just oh, for deception yeah. why do we need so we much live deception? in a black why? mirror episode it's <laughs> oh like gosh. the whole why fucking world but that's but you know it, it will be again it's going to be interesting to see where this goes and like what it actually means yeah. because there's going to be generations now that are born like kids that are born now by the time they're old enough to be aware of the world, they're just going to be like, oh, what? You didn't grow up in a world where you just say, hey, Alexa, and she just orders you shit? <laughs> like, no, when I was a kid, we had to either call on the phone or you could order something by mail, you know, if you wanted to. But oh, most yeah. people went to the store to get, <laughs> duh, that's stupid. What do you grow up in pioneer times? <laughs> it's like, like, honestly, that's so outdated. Just calling on the phone or, um, yeah. you oh, know, yeah, having a conversation oh, yeah, even. You I get crazy anxiety. Human interaction when I have is to outdated. Talk on the phone. Yeah, that's true. That's I can't true. Do, Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's like you go to phone a, calls anymore. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like I have to provide my own customer service when I go to a store anymore. If it's a young oh, kid, well, yeah, they're the do. they're the freaking worst. <laughs> no apologies. If you're listening, young kids. Yeah, she could. She said. Up. Fre- she said days. freaking yeah, too. Shape up. All right. These days. Have a real conversation. <laughs> Touch a flower. I don't know. Touch a fucking flower. Do something Anything. that's real, not virtually happening in yeah. your life. I, I'm losing my my. Uh, All of the people now that are my age that have kids, like uh, you know, I, I'll see their kids or every every one of them, and I've seen them in airports, seen them wherever. They just got their fucking faces to a phone all the time. They're just down there playing a game. I remember one of your friends told us that uh, his he'd had a baby. I mean, the baby's older now, but when he did have the baby. Um, he said that the baby walked up to the, the flat screen TV and it tried to swipe the screen. This is a, the baby couldn't even talk. But it was swiping. And it, it was trying though. to swipe the screen. And I'm like, to, there yeah. you go. That's yeah. That was the end of <laughs> end of it all right there. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, but, I, but again, if this stuff, if this, and we've talked about this in countless episodes, we've talked about these kind of technologies when we talked about, uh, you know, like, like we said, 9-11, when we talked about the... Um, you know, devices listening to you. When we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, Samsung issuing a statement saying, don't say your bank passwords in front of your smart TV because oh they listen God. to you. So crazy. Uh, you know, people can hack your TV and watch mm-hmm. you from the camera. Your like, fridge this has is, Wi-Fi on fridge it for ha- no right. reason at all. I mean, not ours. Ours has a shitty broken shelf that falls every time you open the door. But, yeah. so but other people. But I'm other fucking, people. and I'm fine with it because that shelf, that shelf right. isn't online. It's not online. spying on me. That's yeah. right. Exactly. My fridge does not Hold have my Wi-Fi. pickles. Don't tell the government about me. Yes. But it's, Shit. it's, uh, it's, it is scary, but at the same time, like, what I what I worry about is like, I kind of get it now, right? When 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 all the TVs became HD TVs, remember that? And they were like, old people like, I gotta buy a new TV, just watch TV now. That's ridiculous. Oh, I just yeah. want to watch my old TV. And you go, all right, well, look, I I mean, 
to 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 a greater extent, there's going to be a time when it's like people go, well, these are phones now. They're just hologram phones, and you got to deal with it, <laughs> older people. We don't talk anymore. We look, and it puts the face up here, and that's how you do it. And and it's just going to be like that's what we're forced to do. And you know what? Now I start to understand why people are just fine to die when they're older. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Because I mean, technology you, can be good, though. I, I mean, mean, if it's, it's health advancements, bad. like I do tell myself, like that, yeah, it's true. I tell Medical myself, like I'm not going to get a mammogram for like 20 years because I bet in 20 years there's going to be a new fancy way where I'm just smash my tits down. <laughs> well, I can't believe my mine got <laughs> okay, ultrasounds. <laughs> Which, I mean, now they use ultrasounds, like having a baby. <laughs> but I mean, that's cool. Wait, Wait but didn't a- you tell us one time that you broke the mammogram machine? <laughs> I, I joked about that, but I didn't really break it. Well, I believed you, girl. They, they had to get a bigger machine. <laughs> we're going to need a bigger I'm boat. just going to say, and I mean this in the nicest way, you do look capable of doing it. And that I mean that in the nicest funny. way. Like, like it was they, going down and you just like, resisted and it, it just was back up. Yeah. They flattened them out, you know, in the thing. And like when they flattened like one of mine all the way out, I was kind of like, oh, look how big that is. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady doesn't care because she deals with boobs all day. But oh in my, my mind, I was like giggling. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, That's a great story. I've never story. seen it look like a pancake before. Like, <laughs> flat earth. That's horrible like that they do earth. that to you. <laughs> Flat Earth. <laughs> it was that big. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> this just expansive. Just say you it. had both theories. That you had the yeah. right. The right was the round yeah, Earth theory. The, the left theory. was the flat <laughs> Earth theory. You had to support both. Oh man, that was pretty. Funny. That's a great story, Melissa. But it's true though. I know they can see like. I mean, they can see into bodies with like. Vibrations. Yeah, I mean, ultrasounds. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Look, I'm just gonna keep the waiting. The, I'm just waiting. Waiting. I figure they'll just... and it goes so fast. Like it's just improving so fast. Yeah. The way that yeah. they, in a couple more the... years, it'll be just they can. Look I don't need right a, through. Yeah, you. and I don't need like a false positive from out of date machine that's gonna cause me some anxiety. So I'm just gonna wait till like shit's really good, you know, <laughs> or fine. really bad, and then I'll go. But either way, like <laughs> I got my stipulations. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's it's. It's true. Though. Only a matter and of time I, before they we just walk into a machine yeah. and they just go, oh, they just scan there's your cancer. You. Let me get that for you. I feel like we're not going to need a finger for a prostate exam for much longer, guys. I feel like there's going to be a nicer, less invasive way. <laughs> Some guy on the bus like opens <laughs> opens the wrong app on his phone and he's like, oh, sorry, sir. Oh, mm-hmm. I, this just came up. I think you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> Like, we'll just have apps. Just like, scan like, your oh, asshole. <laughs> My x-ray apps was like going. Web, if WebMD has an app that can scan just you. Just upload your asshole to our... Nuts. Oh, my gosh. It's, it I might be out WebMD. there. I am such a hypochondriac. I'll just be, like, scanning myself constantly. <laughs> There's got to be something wrong. <laughs> 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 <Just like. laughs> How many phones have you gone through this month? I need a new phone. <laughs> The app isn't working. Have you guys watched Idiocracy yet? Oh, no. I've seen it. Okay. I've seen I haven't. It that's that's kind of their hospital in the future. Like, there's so many things in that movie that play out. Right. And they just, like, plug things, like, in the ear and in the butt and in the nose. And that's the big joke is they don't remember which one goes in what hole. Oh, that's right. But yes, it's like, I have that's seen that like part of it. like, where we're going is just this mm-hmm. automatic, like, Almost like when you plug your car in and it tells you what's wrong with your car. You know, actually, we That's were going to be people. Yeah, we were driving in the car today and it was called Connect Care from Intermountain Healthcare. And they were, which is the, I don't know if that's everywhere, but it's Utah's thing. But um, they were saying that 
they were, you know, using an example of if the person was camping, I don't know if anyone's ever got service while they were camping, but if you get service while you're camping, the dude was saying, hey, can you take a look at this? And it was like a, a live time thing where you can have like a live video conversation with someone and they can look at your thing or ask you a couple questions and then either suggest help there or send you to the doctor and say that you'd better be seen in person. So, Oh my God, like that kind of, you? Yes, that oh kind of exists. Mm-hmm. Like the dude was like, Make hey, can sure you look at this that rash? Number. That was the whole... <laughs> The camping rash. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, like poison ivy or exactly. something. Exactly. And so the lady was looking at it. It's, wow. it's kind of happening, Melissa. It, Yay. Well, if only, they could, if only they can, like, cure you from the phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. right. Here, here, download this, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Download oh, your thanks. medication, and then yeah. absorb it through osmosis. Someday. I don't know. I'm sure that it'll all be one, just one device, and it'll have all of our things. And then none of us will recognize the world and we'll hate it and want to leave. That's right. Right? Yeah, just when they figure out how to make you live forever, I don't want to. I think <laughs> like, I'm, I don't want to live forever. I think I'm going to be like just about out on flying cars. Like if that happens, I'm going to be like, I'm done. And you know, I don't done. want the self-driving There's cars either. There's been a few either. of those. <laughs> In fact, another couple kids were killed this week, right? Because their those Tesla crashed and exploded. Oh, God. I don't want it. It exploded, too. Yeah, I think exploded? it. I think they like crashed no, and burned, didn't it? Yeah, that's not good. Is this no. the self-driving one? The Teslas. Yes. I don't yeah, want that. Whatever. No, yeah, I, I don't, don't want, want that either. either. It's dangerous. Um, it's dangerous. One of the things uh, that we, and I think this is probably what we're going to end up talking the most about this week, um, because we got tagged in about I don't even know how many people sent us <laughs> tweets and messages and tagged us in posts on Facebook asking us if we had watched this. Uh, this past week on Friday, Netflix debuted a new docu-series. It's only four episodes. not hard to watch. It's not like Making a Murder, which was, what, 10, 12, something like that? That was Not a, long enough. It, it, I'm but just it, it was It was like a, it was a much harder uh, thing to binge. This was easy. Um, and it's a show called Evil Genius. Um, the, and it's, it's basically about this, uh, this story for those of you. Now... If if you haven't watched it yet and you're intending to, we're going to talk in depth about this. We're going to spoilers. we're going to spoil it a lot. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. We're going to talk openly about this case and about what ultimately ended up happening. Um, for those of you who haven't heard of this or haven't seen it, go. You can go check it out on Netflix and pause this and come right back. Um, for those of you who just want to listen to the details of the story and then go and watch it later, or maybe this is good enough for you, we'll also kind of lay it out for you as well so that you'll understand the crime. But uh, for those of you who, who might remember this, and I, I can't imagine you wouldn't, it was only, what, 15 years ago? So unless you're a teenage kid, you probably uh, would remember this story. It was all over the news. It took place in Erie, Pennsylvania. A man robbed a bank, walked into a bank, had a bomb strapped around his neck, kind of like a scene out of a Saw movie, with a big metal clamp, bomb strapped to his chest, and said that he was being forced to rob the bank. And um, police get this guy after... Uh, after the bank robbery and end up holding him, the bum went off. And most people remember it being that, that a man was, was forced to rob a bank with a bomb around his neck. But this documentary goes into great detail about who all of the players were, the victim, how it tied in, what actually happened, and who they believe is ultimately responsible for this crime. And it was, before we get into it, it was one of the most fascinating crime stories I've heard in a long time. Like, this is... It's crazy. Like, if you heard this mm-hmm. in a movie, 
you so would intricate. you would not believe right. how it turned out in real life. Yep. I hadn't I didn't actually know about the story. So learning about it, it was really crazy. And I knowing all the things I know, I still don't know where I sit on this. I mean I don't know. We can come back to that. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll kind of tell it in order, but but as of as of 2018, as of the time that this was released, while the I don't know, I guess the the court systems believe they have it wrapped up. Documentary thought it had it wrapped up. But there's still a lot of things part of these cases that were never explained. Mm-hmm. Um and and a lot of the players in the case are now dead. In yes. fact, most of them in, in, yeah. are dead. Pretty much all of them. I think that's probably why that documentary came out, because mm-hmm. they were waiting for everybody to die, oh, uh, especially the main player. But Ugh. basically, here's the details. It took place on August 28th of 2003 in Erie, Pennsylvania. A man named Brian Douglas Wells, uh, who had worked as a pizza delivery man for nearly 30 years, um, he was considered a valued and trusted employee at the Mamma Mia Pizzeria, which was located in Erie, Pennsylvania. And that afternoon, on August 28, 2003, he received a call to deliver two pizzas to an address that was uh, 8631 Peach Street, um, an address only a few miles away from the pizzeria. Um, it was later found out to be that that was the uh, address of a television station transmission tower at the end of a dirt road. Um, according to the law enforcement reports, uh, Wells was allegedly meeting people um, that, well, here's, but, let's, now, let's go back. Excuse me. I'm with you. The, I, uh, go ahead. No, please. No. I was just going to say that what happened was Brian left his pizzeria job. The next thing that anybody knew, aside from the investigation, Brian was in a bank in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, what was the bank? It was PNC. a PNC. A PNC bank. That's right. Um, and he was supposed to go. He he was given this three pages of handwritten directions uh, that told him to rob a bank and then go to a place and then get a key and then go to another place and get another key yeah, and eventually was, they yeah, would I mean, unlock even, even things down to the the you know the miles per hour he was supposed to travel while doing these things oh it was very God. detailed in this note so just keep that in mind it was and it it was so much so that after uh the event took place police actually ran the route in cars, mm-hmm. and there was no way he could have done it in the time that was allotted bef- on the timers. Yeah, it was essentially like a almost like a scavenger hunt mm-hmm. for um, these keys. For these keys to unlock, I mean, the the device around him, you could liken it into a you know a large handcuff. It was the same mechanisms as how a handcuff would work, and and I mean, it was just built like if you had mimicked what one was and just kind of mm. made it larger, and that's really what it was. And so he was kind of going around and and trying to rob the bank, and then get to these checkpoints to get the keys to get this bomb off of him before the timer went off. And since, you know, he was caught and reprimanded by the reprimanded by the police, um, you know, he's kind of sitting there with the handcuffs around his back, and he's like, you guys got to let me go. This thing's going to go off. You've got to believe me. And they don't. And, and like and, you said, it, it goes off. So that's kind of what the whole gist of what he was trying to do in that moment was. And in... It, you know, in the details of this, um, he was given uh, this list of instructions that they were addressed to bomb hostage. 
and it listed a series of strictly time tasks which would end up delaying the detonation. If you got key one, it would give him 30 minutes more. If you got key two, yeah. like it was like this, it was fucking Saw. Like it was a legit was totally movie uh, right out of a, of a horror movie. Um, it also warned that Wells would be under constant surveillance and that any attempts to contact the authorities would result in the bomb being detonated. Right. Um, the first task was to, quote, they put this in quotes, quietly enter the PNC Bank on Pete Street and give the teller an affixed note demanding... $250,000. That's how much uh, he was asked. It was a very specific amount. Yep. It wasn't all the money. Yep. It was $250,000. And they, he, he, the people who had put the bomb on him had also given him a cane that was, well, it was a shotgun that looked like a cane. So it was, it was a cane gun. A cane yeah, gun. it was pretty cool again. Yeah. I like the cane gun. Um, and police did fire it and found that it would have fired and mm-hmm. would, have, would have killed somebody. So, I mean, he had these two things. Um, he went into the bank, slid the note to the teller, and it said that they gave him 15 minutes to get the full amount, $250,000. But because they couldn't get into the vault, they were only able to give him $8,702. Which was kind of what was in like the drawers, right? Yes. Okay. Um, about 15 minutes after he robbed the bank, police saw him uh, outside his vehicle. Um, he was, like you said, arrested. His hands were behind his back, and he at that time had said... That three unnamed people, he had said that black, these black guys, yeah, black people had, had jumped, had him. jumped him and put and this put around his neck and told him that he had to commit the robbery and several of the tasks, or they were going to kill him. Um, and the 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 police, the, and this is a kind of a um, something that would play later in in how the family handled their civil case. But this guy sitting there, like you said, with this bomb around his neck. He's got his hands behind his back. He's on the ground. He's obviously not armed anymore other than this bomb that's on him. Mm-hmm. He's asking for help, and they sat there and kept their guns on him until that bomb went off. Yep. They and did say the bomb squad was stuck in traffic. Yeah, because they were at, they were. They said the bomb squad was 10 miles away from. They a blockade, too. Yes, because, because the they had closed down the road, and then they had a really hard time dealing with that. But I guess the bomb squad was also 10 miles away from the location of where Brian Wells was. And he also had a, a, a big T-shirt, and coincidentally it was a guess T-shirt, and many people had speculated if so it was... so smart. Yeah, you know, but it was kind of over him covering this. So Giant it looked like bomb. he had, like, a weird football pad around his neck, or, you know, that look yeah. of, like, a T-shirt kind of hanging on something that's not a human body. So there's this weird look to him, and then, you know, he's got this cane. But also an interesting note is when he goes into the bank, he is kind of chill i guess you could say and he asked or either asked for or takes a lollipop i don't know which it is but he he takes a sucker from the the bank basket that you you know the typical bank basket where you get the lollipop but he does that and and to me that that's a little bit of a um it's either like i'm being cool in this situation or i'm genuinely cool with like what's going on a lot of times people don't just snag a sucker when they're just like robbing a bank right right and that and that behavior as well as other evidence as this case started to expand, led authorities to believe, and and still to this day, that perhaps Brian Wells was in on this robbery. That's why they approached him that way, because he was super calm, because he didn't seem like a man who was ultimately like worried that he had a bomb strapped around his chest. Now, the bomb went off, uh, and it, it blasted a, a fist-sized hole in his chest. Uh, he was killed instant, almost instantly, I think he was... He, he expired on the scene anyway. 
Um, yeah, they said he was breathing for a, a, a little while after, but probably not it's, consciously. Yeah, it was. It was really a, tragic, and it was. It's. It's in the documentary. I will warn you. It's not like this HD up close oh, yeah, shot, they but they it. they show it. It's no. I wouldn't say it's horribly graphic. No, it's but it's a man dying. Yeah, which is really just sad, is what it is. Yeah, it really is, and and. So, you know, a lot of people speculated that Brian had something to do with this. And as this case kind of played out, and as it does in the documentary, you kind of come to your own conclusion about that. Um, how it all played out was that nobody really knew what was going on with this bombing. It was kind of at the time, and I remember hearing about it, uh, you know, on the internet and, and everybody was like, what is this? You know, and, and in your head, you're like, what, what's some evil, you know, is it the government, some evil corporation or some, you know, who knew a guy put a, somebody jumped him, put a bomb on his neck and told him to rob a bank. That's crazy. You know? And nobody really had any kind of suspects or anything on their radar. But, um, a few weeks after the robbery took place, a man named Bill Rothstein, uh, who lived in a house near the radio tower. In fact, he lived at the end of Peach Street um, on the cross street, so kind of where the T of one street and another street would meet. And off to the side of his house down this path was this radio tower, not far from his house. But he called the police and let them know that he had in his house a body in a freezer, and he said that it was killed uh, by... A, this man, this body, whose body this was, was killed. Uh, his name was uh, James Roden, was the man, the body. Yes. Was in the freezer. The freezer body. Um, he said that a woman named Marjorie Deal Armstrong, who was an ex-girlfriend and they had dated in the late 60s, early 70s, but he said that she was responsible for killing this person, um, shot him with a shotgun during a dispute over, over money, and that she had called him and said, hey, I need help. And he had helped her get rid of this body, take it out of her house, and then for some reason put it in his freezer to keep it there for her, uh, but had nothing to do with the murder. And he said, you know, he goes, I'm, I'm kind of calling you guys now because at first she just wanted it out, and now she wants it totally destroyed, and she wants me to put it in a wood chipper. Yeah, so you like, guys need to. I won't do that. Yeah, yeah. So That's you guys need to come much. down and check, check this out. And and he was really um, uh, consistent and and persistent with saying, you know, she told me that she murdered him. He used that word yeah. like anybody ever says, like, hey, I just murdered somebody. Can you come? <laughs> yeah, You'd say I killed a guy. I killed hand. Jim. I shot him because he was whatever. It's it's just, anyways. It also claims that um, Rothstein did tell police that she subsequently paid him two thousand dollars to help him hide, the, help her hide the body. I don't remember that. Yeah. Mm. Um, something too that was interesting is that um, before he called the police, Bill Rothstein wrote a suicide note, although he never attempted suicide. Um, that said, straight up. Now this has nothing to do with the Brian Wells incident, but. Like, like his suicide note said that. Yeah. yeah, it was on the suicide. I note. thought he just told police that. No, he wrote. He wrote it, it on, on his there. suicide note. Weird. Which if is like totally. If somebody says it has nothing to do with it, it has everything. Why would he even bring that up? Well, remember, there's that video of like them walking through his house, mm-hmm. and 
he says the same thing. He goes, well, I don't want you guys to think that this has anything yeah, this to, do has with nothing Brian. to do with the Brian Wells case. Yeah, he yeah, says that a lot. He and does. He, and he's always lying. Really, really weird. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a f- he's a fucking weirdo. Because he's a narcissist and yes. he's insane. Yes. Just like a guy, everyone involved in this. A guy who literally, he's the definition of the dude who thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and at all times. And he told the cop that. Oh, yeah. He's like. Yeah, he bragged about. <laughs> and that, you know, same thing yeah, for did. Marjorie. Marjorie, who he had blamed. Um, she was a, a musical prodigy who had graduated near the top of her class, um, but she had kind of, she was mentally ill, um, and she had kind of characterized her adult life by hoarding and, and drugs and and just becoming a crazy person. But every time she talks to police, do the same. She's like, she's I have an IQ of a, of a genius. I have five degrees. And it's like, okay, then. She's smart. You're so smart. Why are you in prison forever? It also is interesting how much they have to, it's almost like they're reaffirming, or you know, reaffirming themselves. That's that, exactly what they're doing. That there are these things that they're saying because nobody, yes. nobody says I'm the smartest person ever five times in a sentence. And smart, yes. It's yeah. <laughs> or sane. We talked about also... it. She reminded us a lot of Eileen Wuornos in that yes. way, where they oh, were constantly totally bragging. Is. Yes. Yep. Um, it, now here's the thing about Marjorie: is Marjorie was already known to authorities because she had she. <laughs> Got away with murder. Well, a few times, really. Yeah, she's she got, did. She has a couple. She um, horrifying. She was known to authorities because her husband and uh, several partners uh, that she had died under suspicious circumstances. In 1984, she was arrested for killing boyfriend Robert Thomas, but was acquitted on grounds of self-defense, um, as well as another boyfriend uh, who had fallen and cracked his skull open on a on a like a uh, coffee table yeah, or something fire, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Now, here's something else that's interesting, I and I don't think they touched on this in the documentary, but Rothstein was implicated in a 1977 murder after having given a handgun to a friend who used the weapon to murder a, a romantic rival. Oh, now, wow. Roth, Rothstein... Now, you found this out on your own, right? This was not in the yeah, documentary. Yeah, this was not. And Rothstein Dang later it. attempted to destroy the weapon... Uh, but was granted immunity from prosecution in exchange for his testimony. So this, so he knew he could get immunity, yep. and he and he had a history of covering up crimes for friends. Oh my god! Mm. So you know these people are so criminal. And that's the thing. The funny thing about it is, so all crazy. of them profess how intelligent and smart and manipulative, awesome they yeah. are. But at the end of the day, you go. But yes, all you're really doing is bragging that you're smart enough to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. A lot of smart people don't commit murders, yeah, so you're exactly. still a fucking murderer. <laughs> and a lot of smart Sorry. people clean their Sorry houses. The Did you notice they were all hoarders? Yes. Every one of they them. They were all yes. hoarders. They were. And, um, you know, there was so much to to these characters. You know, um, ultimately, uh, so they started all kind of turning on each other. That's mm-hmm. what started happening. Mm-hmm. Once they started rounding up all these people... Um, they all started basically uh, turning on each other. Rothstein, um, and and it wasn't to be I honest. Think he it, turned on her first because he was like, "I got to get the cops on my side." Yeah, and now. at first it wasn't even really about Brian Wells. Like, yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't about Brian Wells. It was about this other freezer body, body. right? That um, ultimately, in the con, in the in the in the narrative of the investigation, they believed. He was ultimately killed because he knew about this plot. Yeah, and like she wanted him to be the getaway driver or something, right. or spying on the whole activity. Yeah, and he wouldn't go for it, and said he yep. was going to turn him in, and so she murdered him. And there's so much interesting stuff that goes on because you know they talk about in the walkthrough in Rothstein's house how 
after the fact. Because at that point, they were just looking to find out why he had a body that somebody else had murdered in his so garage. Weird. And as they're panning, they show what they seem to be, you know, and the cops weren't looking for him at that point, but diagrams that yeah. match plans for the bomb yep, and things the that, you know, so like they weren't in there looking for the way these things were made or any of these materials because they didn't, that wasn't the case they were on. They were on the, the case of, of this James Roden. You know, and which is so weird. I mean, if, if Rothstein, was that his name? Or Rothstein? Yeah, the, 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 the older weird the guy. The old guy with Marjorie. The, the dude yeah. with the, the freezer and the body in it. Yeah, but I don't know why, because essentially he, he really could have just done something with this body. You know what I mean? He really could have just done something well, with Roden's body, I and I don't understand. He was trying to get the cops on his side because it worked. Because why even? He got why the cops. even call in and confess about this body and tip well, them off remember, to you possibly being tied to this? He got this cleared, bomb. and remember, I thought this was so cool because this came out because of the documentary. But he got cleared for being involved with her or, or anything, and then he brought back his blue Astro van in front of his house. Yeah, right. And in which, the documentary, when the guy making the documentary goes to his house, he sees this blue Astro van, yep. and he records it because he's trying to um, get Rothstein on tape talking to him, but he won't do it. And then the original police lieutenant talks about seeing a blue van drive yes. away from one of the locations yeah. on like the, the day scavenger when, hunt. when they yeah. were going to yeah. yeah when they were trying to never solve came the scavenger hunt yeah. like the van never came up again but Rostin knew to hide that van yeah. for at least that part until time. he got cleared and right. then Marjorie was the one who busted him and was like well I know he had a van towed from his house for a few months until and the he cop got on camera says yeah that's the van. Like yeah, he identifies he it, says that's it the right van. off, and the I, producer shows it. To but him. here's right. Here's but the, like, I, like I'm saying, it's still neither of these people, Marjorie, and what's what's Rossi's first name? Narcissist, uh, well, Bill. 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 Neither of those people, and I don't, again, I don't know why Bill even decided they they really didn't need to call in and tell about the body. Yes, they could have hid Roden's body. And I, I don't know why they brought attention I to themselves. Maybe it's, it's the a narcissism. Yes. Tendency. And I think it's also that's how they manipulate the cops because they both are master manipulators. Yeah. And so obviously he and went through it before with whatever well, happened in 77. I think, too, that you also have to kind of look back and go, OK, there's one thing that they don't talk about. And there's a lot of speculation that we have to do. And it's that it's it's that you, you're dealing with two people who are clearly mentally ill. Yes. Right. Very uh, illegal. Two yes. people. But <laughs> you're also illegal. talking about two people who prior to that may have been going back and forth with each other, turning on each other, going, well, I'm going to tell him. And he goes, well, f- you're going to tell him I did it. Yeah. Fine. Guess what? I'm going to tell him I got a body in my yeah, freezer and probably... it's and you killed him. So I'll let's see who calls the cops first, yep. Marjorie. Yep. You he never know. to have the mm-hmm. upper hand. I totally think that's why he went to the cops. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Marjorie and Bill and some more people that are involved in this and ultimately how this kind of all circled back onto them. But we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. So we'll see you in just a sec. We got him out of the car and cuffed him. I start hearing a beat. His eyes just got real wide. A potential hostage sent into the bank with an explosive around their neck. Something like this had never happened before in the history of the FBI. For being a small town, Erie has its share of bizarre events, but there is nothing that raised so many questions as this case. The call was made to the pizza shop at 1.30. 
Brian Wells drove to the site where the pizzas were to be delivered. The man told police that he was forced to rob the bank. The FBI believe that whoever built the caller is patient and secretive. Brian Wells said he was supposed to go on a scavenger hunt. And he was supposed to go from point A to point B to point C, where the keys would be given him to release this bomb. This made worldwide news. The purpose of the pizza bomber plot? Money. How could this happen? Who's the mastermind? Please, what's your emergency? There's a woman that you might want to question. He's the one that did it. There was a lot of tips coming in, but no smoking gun. We didn't have DNA, fingerprints. The bomb had wires that didn't mean anything to prevent the bomb squad from tampering with it. Do you make the bomb? No. Liar. It's a bank robbery, but it's a scavenger hunt. Guy has a cane gun, and it was actually loaded. Who put this in motion? I did nothing. Who actually said, hey, let's rob it back? She laughed about it. She said, I got away with it. Was Wells a victim or participant? When you have a bomb off to your neck, it became a diabolical game to them. Hey, welcome back. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 <laughs> crazy. We'll They're all that. crazy. On the break, I was just like, they're narcissists and hoarders. This mm-hmm. is right up my alley. <laughs> crazy people. We're back in. <laughs> <laughs> totally back into it. Yes. Um, well, here's the thing. So this took place in August of 2003. Bill Rothstein becomes this central player in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. He comes in and he starts alluding to things and working with the cops. And as they kind of show in, in the documentary, he really enjoys eating up his 15 minutes of fame. Mm -hmm. He likes this. He likes the attention and you, you know, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened with bill. If this would have been able to been in a long game. Uh, But unfortunately, bill, died of lymphoma in July of 2004 at age 60. He he died within a year of this happening. Mm. Dies of lymphoma. Very interesting. And, and so you go, okay, well, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that there's anything nefarious about his death other than the fact that he got out before any of the Brian Wells investigation exploded. Yeah. This was still Rodin. This was still back then. And it wasn't until January of 2005 that Marjorie, who... By the way, and as you watch this documentary, you'll find out she is a character. This woman is a huge piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, just just uh, yeah, I, I can't even describe her. She's I want to dry eyebrows on her. Yeah, she does. She did. She, she shaved her off her eyebrows. Off. Well, she did, but I mean, like they come back after you shave them. So why she does not have them now in her? I think it was a continuous effort to get rid of her eyebrows. Why? I think she was going for that look. Like, really? I think she was trying to be. Well, she got off before on the self-defense charge. Yeah, when she was younger and very attractive. Mm-hmm. So I think she was trying to play up like the crazy look when she shaved off her eyebrows. I don't know if that's true or not, but. She doesn't have them now, and I just want to draw them on her because it's weird. It's weird. It definitely adds to her crazy look. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Anyways, we can move off the eyebrows. Nobody's (laughs) ever been like, you know, 
great with Noah. You can't. You, 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 you should lose more the eyebrows. I was going to say. You should lose the eyebrows. You need them. Yeah. You know what would make you look more normal? No eyebrows. No eyebrows. <laughs> Try that. Remember that was the thing for a while, though? Because people would shave them off well, they and draw like, them on. Bl- well. People still do. <laughs> we can't go down that path. That's... That's Listen, a dangerous path. I, I don't it's know. A, well, it's, it can be a racist path, so we're oh, not going to go down that path. Oh, no. Yeah, well, yeah, no, different cultures different that. cultures do that. There's some people, cultures who it's very prominent to shave the to eyebrows shave, off yeah. and draw them and back on. Um, so I, yeah, and that's okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, just say they this. They still have eyebrows. Look, listen, I don't care what race you are. <laughs> Fucking leave your eyebrows on your face. Yeah, even if you got to draw them on, it looks if better. If you just have little, like, if you're one of those people that has, like, I got four hairs you know, like your eyebrows look like when a, a dude's holding on to the, the final three hairs on the top of the bald head, and they're just fine. Do that and whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you have an eyebrow that you need to physically shave off so you can draw another eyebrow on, fucking don't. That's crazy to me. Have hairs on your face, or don't. Everything's fine. Whatever you guys want to do, leave your they're eyebrows. There are your alone. hairs. They're your face hairs. I don't care. I, don't know. When I, was, I think it, she was going for a crazy look when she did it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, definitely. Marjorie. I think definitely. it was her intention to yes. look unstable, which mm. she definitely is. She is, and she, she doesn't need any yeah, help. Yeah, it worked. Uh, so, so Rothstein, he dies in 2004. Um, and he was, uh, he, he, at, well, okay. So, Rothstein dies in 2004 at age 60. Floyd Stockton, who was a man that lived with, Bill Rothstein during the time of the robbery. Also uh, a criminal. Also a criminal, convicted child molester. Oh, God. Um, he was brought in to try and testify and was granted uh, immunity for his testimony against Rothstein, but he was never even called to testify beca- into court because he was ill and also ended up passing away. So in January of 2005, Marjorie pleads guilty but mentally ill to the murder of James Roden and gets sentenced to 7 to 20 years in prison. Um, now, in retrospect, like we said, most people believe that she killed him um, not because of a dispute over money or because of a dispute over another woman, but because he was going to reveal plots or details of the plot uh, to rob the bank, the bomb plot. Right. Um, I mean, because he was only killed, what, a couple weeks before that had even mm-hmm. happened? I mean, it was only, or maybe... 11, I don't know, days or... It, it was, was only right weeks. prior was to the... the yeah, yeah it was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like they were planning and he'd overheard and they wanted to yep. shut him up. Yeah. Now, in 2005, okay, so she, she, she is, uh, pleads, pleads guilty in January. In April of that same year, uh, Marjorie confided in a state trooper that she had information about the Wells case. She um, met with some FBI agents and said she would tell them everything if she was transferred from Muncie State Penitentiary to a minimum security prison in uh, Cambridge Springs, which is closer to Erie, where she wanted to be closer to home. So they actually gave her the transfer, um, and she talked. She said that um, it was all Bill. She gave up Bill. Now, Bill's dead at this point. Right. So he can't defend himself. He can't say, no, Marjorie, you did all this. So... The Brian Wells case, which I, I don't know why she just gave it up. Maybe, like you said, the narcissistic personality, the, you know, the, the, maybe she felt like it was going to come to her sometime and there was, there was evidence. Yeah, I think and it was covering her up herself, trying to like push covering her own ass. Him. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, it was all Bill. He yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he, and, and he's not around, but it said that she, 
she said during these interviews that um, not only was it all bills, but that she had, and and maybe this is why she thought it was going to come back to her, but she had provided um, two kitchen timers for the bomb to Bill. Oh, that's right. Uh, And they never released that to the media or anything. Right. Right. The the construction of the bomb, which had two timers. And if you go and look, it's an an interesting looking bomb, but it it was... uh, Basically, a pipe bomb inside a almost like a still locker with a couple kitchen timers, and it was a cell phone to throw people off. Like it was, yeah. They said there were a couple red herrings throughout the bomb. You know, just wires that meant nothing, and and a plastic cell phone that did not do anything. It was not connected to the bomb. It's just some things that would, if if the cops were to catch it or to look at it, it would throw them off of you know what wires to cut or just like they said. And there was red also herrings, that that, just, that written instructions on the inside that said. Mm-hmm. Things that will make the bomb explode, cutting the wires, disconnecting the cell phone. Like, all of these things that wouldn't have done shit, right. but would have wasted time. Yep, because you would have had to read through it. Right, and they knew they were going to kill Wells. They knew that there was no chance Aww. that this was going to come off of him, that there was the, that he was going to get to keys. There, there was no way to solve this, and who knows if there were even keys. They did recover one of the the things from the... Uh... From the, the scavenger the, hunt, I don't know if... There, I don't remember if there was a key or not, and shame on me for not knowing that critical piece of information, but... Um, I, I do kind of agree that they this was not going to end well for Brian. And I don't know. There's there's just a lot of it when it all comes out in the end. It's kind of just like, well, how much did Brian know? Right. And- how complicit was he with this plan? And I think that's really where the controversy is. is And, and because that's where the tragedy and sadness comes from. Is right. There's this guy that's like, did he think this was a real bomb? Did he not know that this was a real bomb? Um. And well, and the way that all tied in was um, because in late 2005, uh, a guy named Kenneth Barnes, old cocaine, 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 old cocaine. I like I, that's. Look. He also gave himself this nickname, by the way. Yeah, so which, it's you okay know that what? we call him this. He wants us to. It's fine. It's sticking. It's <laughs> and a, he sold cocaine. Yeah. He did. It wasn't like he was called Cocaine Can and he was like, just, I'm a florist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he, he was. Really I just have a lot of energy. He, he sold the cocaine. And basically, he was turned in by his brother-in-law because he revealed some of the details of the crime to him. Barnes, when he was arrested, told investigators that he would tell them the whole story in return for a reduced sentence. Once they agreed to their terms, he told them that Marjorie Dill Armstrong was the mastermind of the whole crime and that she wanted the money to pay Barnes to kill her father, whom she believed was wasting her inheritance. Yes. Yeah. She wanted. Well, go ahead. Well, you know, these details a little better. Well, I don't know if if that's true, but what I do know is that um, there's a couple different reasons why people believe that she chose the PNC Bank and it had a lot to do with. When Marjorie was going to receive, I think, an inheritance, was it from her? Who was the inheritance from? And she was upset because the bank had not notified her and she felt like she had been screwed out of like $140,000 or something like Mm -hmm. that. It had a lot to do with an inheritance. So a lot of people think she had beef with PNC Bank. And then her father, uh, whom is still alive right now, and... uh, he had maybe what three hundred thousand dollars that was supposed to be hers or something like that. It wasn't a lot of money, but that's what he had, and he was kind of giving it away to neighbors or helping them buy vehicles. And she caught wind of this and was upset because she saw that as her inheritance and yes, her money flying out the window. So I guess she was going to pay either Ken Barnes or she was going to pay uh, Bill 
to kill her father. But if she was going to kill Bill, uh, or excuse me, if she's going to get Bill to kill her father, she would have to pay him $250,000, which is quite a bit of money because it's almost the same amount of money that you're killing your dad for. Right. You know, and then and then there's also the side of it where people said that Bill was living in his childhood home that he had, I guess, 